Horror. Back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom Com Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today we are taking a bite out of minute number nine, which continues the wonder of Sean going to the shop and uh, ends with him giving an inspiring speech to his coworkers. When it's just you and me on a podcast, you uh you introduce the show in a very NPR kind of way. <laughs> Like it's, but it, it's weirdly yeah yeah because you're because you don't feel the need to perform for me, so like when it's a guest you like are like you're like yeah we're here let's talk about this and when you're just like you're like hey, welcome back to the Conan a minute uh, <laughs> this is, like you always sound like a pilot like doing the announcements at the beginning it's <laughs> <laughs> my plane, um, but speaking of uh, listening to things on the radio um, the first thing that happens in this minute is. Uh, Sean passes, um, passes, uh, uh, what, 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 what is this guy? Gar- oh, he's the garbage guy. Yeah. He, yeah. The garbage guy listening to the radio. Right. So he, he passes the garbage guy and he's listening to the radio and on the radio, uh, it's, it's news saying that an American deep space probe, um, the Omega six has returned to earth um, unexpectedly, unexpectedly and broken up over Southeast England in uh, what people believe to be a populated area, which is, I mean, it's either a populated area or it's not, right? We haven't heard from them in a while. Yeah, I guess. That's interesting. I don't believe to be a populated area. Okay. Uh, Well, first off, sorry to planet Earth. Uh, Oops, oopsie, 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 ooba dooba. Uh, You know, it's not... It's weird how unsaid it is that like yeah you are connect, you are given a mo- an in reason kind of so is is the zombie virus caused from space is it like venom uh, I think this is a reference to Night of the Living Dead oh which okay. the is that, is which, that like which, what it, which it it does come from space in Night of the Living Dead so I think that yeah. that's sort of like a wink and a nod to that but as we as we see later in this minute. <clears throat> That's not the only possible choice as far as where this outbreak comes from. Yeah, panic on the streets of London. Right, right, right. Um, so it kind of uh, reminds me. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember when Cloverfield came out and everyone, like, like film geek, early film geek world was freaking out over like that little bit at the end where you could see something fall into the water behind uh, the the camera, mm-hmm. like recording. Yeah, sort of. It reminded me of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so uh, once we're inside the shop, um, which is the Weston Park Grocery. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, we we go inside the shop and uh, I, I love the setup of the uh, – I assume this is a groomsman, not a groom. It has to be. Right. Because I don't know – I don't know why – I don't know why uh, uh, a full-on groom yeah. would be – I'm going a, out. 
Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm get, hey, this. I'm getting some smokes. Yeah, he's just like looking at this cooler of drinks, and he's like, oh, "Which one of these?" <laughs> oh, when it's oh, your man, wedding just, day, no, I can't. Just, I can't even decide. I can't decide what drink I. How am I ever gonna get married? I can't even decide what drink I want. I should just call it off. Oh my god, this is horrible. Um, but what I like about uh, about the setup of the groomsmen here is that um, obviously. Uh, and I'm sure that you, you'll look him up, um, when we get to him later, uh, when he's a little more prominent than he is now. Um, <laughs> yeah. but he is an actual, uh, he, he's actually missing an arm. Um, and so they're doing a good job of, sh- of, of hiding the fact that his left arm is missing by yeah, yeah, you don't, like you don't kind of having that. him in profile with his right arm facing the camera. So you don't, you don't know that, you know, he, he's miss he's already missing an arm so that when you see him as a zombie with a missing arm later, um, it still plays. So mm-hmm. uh, I really like that. I like that. Smart, smart, really smart, impressed smart. by, yeah, it's smart. Really, really impressed by the newspaper headlines. I always, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm still kind of like little kid impressed by like, Oh, how do they do that? How do they go into the newspaper and make it say stuff? <laughs> yeah, so there's a uh there's one mentioning a super flu, a mystery bug, uh mutilated remains, havoc, and uh two headlines mentioning that crops are to blame for something. So there's yeah, a lot of theories. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff uh going on in those headlines, all of yeah. which could be the origin of the zombie outbreak. So and, I like that there's, we were, uh, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of reasons that it could be, you know, and, and none mm-hmm. of it's not clear as to exactly which one it would be, or maybe and it's a combination we a of all of them. Kind Who knows? Of, and if we were a different kind of podcast, we would talk about them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, the other thing, but right before the headlines, I want to mention is the uh, the 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 move where Sean goes to the cooler, grabs a can of Diet Coke, looks at it, puts it back, grabs a can of regular Coke, um, and uh, that's the one that he buys because uh, mm-hmm. we uh, we get uh, a bit of a payoff on that um, on the next on his next round uh, to the shop later. So yeah, um, that well, it's all payoffs. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I also really like that everything in England, all the snack foods come in rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of those little it's it's like finding out when you sometimes when you learn about other countries, it can be so like, oh, that's so weird. But then sometimes it's like I completely get that. Yeah. Yeah. All of their uh, all of their cookies um, or or biscuits. uh, They're uh, they all come in rolls. And then I just like that next to all of the all of the rolled biscuits, you see uh, Pringles, which are also like chips in a roll, basically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or crisps, um, as the case may be. I wonder if. if, okay, so on uh, British listeners, let us know uh, on a can of Pringles, which we have here right here on the can says that they are potato chips. In 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 England, do they say potato crisps, or is that just what you guys call them? Just you know, colloquial, collo- colloquially. I, I'm having trouble saying that word. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, is it is it are they called crisp like on the package there, or is it because it's an American product? They're just called chips. It's like how over there it's, the movie's called Avengers Assemble. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you want to go see Avengers Assemble tonight? 
you want to go see Avengers. Well, I guess they can just call it Age of Ultron. They right. don't have to call it Avengers Assemble Age of Ultron. Right. I think they just called it Avengers Age of Ultron in that particular case. They just couldn't call it the Avengers because of the, the British Avengers uh, mm-hmm. thing. M appeal. Yeah, M appeal. Right. Ray Fines. Um so uh the shop owner shows up and uh, and says, Hello friend, no beer today. Uh, <laughs> which I just I just love and and just like Sean just like kind of like just goofily laughs it off and he's just like, Oh no, no, it's a bit early for me. <laughs> which, as 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 if that's why. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It, it, it. It's a little funny that even when no one's around, he he is still like Sean is a very defensive person when it comes to his like lifestyle choices. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then uh, and then yeah, then we're on the bus and we get uh, we sort of get like the everybody just sort of staring forward, um, like mm-hmm. as if they were zombies. And kind of and going back to what you said during the first week, uh, Sean is not different than the people on the bus. He too is like zombied out, right? And checked out. He he is fully among the masses. Mm-hmm. He's one of them for sure. Uh, I, but there is one guy in the back who is uh, reading a newspaper, and he actually looks like. Um, uh, the guy in uh, Hot Fuzz who's fuck ugly. Um, oh, wonder if he, it is. Yeah, he kind of looks like that guy, uh, the guy that steals the steals the biscuits. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I uh, I just <laughs> I don't know. I think it's interesting that they're all steering forward except for that one guy. Like there is a special guy on the bus, but it's not Sean. It's not. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. It's. And then uh, a woman falls over and Sean does briefly snap out of it to be concerned about that in that way that is so natural to city life where you, you just see something happening and you're only privy to it for like a few seconds. But you're like, oh, no, no, no. Right. You just sort but of like gone. crane your neck and like, oh, what is what is going on there? Um, but yeah, the other people on the street at the, at the bus stop um, where the lady is, uh, they kind of like rush over to her because they're like, what? Oh my god, that lady just fell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. I like how Th- those are I, always the people I feel the most bad for in zombie movies. Yeah, yeah. I just I I like how the the zombie outbreak is executed in the background in this movie, mm-hmm. where it's it's happening and it's a big deal. But Sean, being um, you know having his own problems to deal with, he's only seeing bits and pieces of it, right. And, uh, and so I, uh, I just, I really like that. I think that's really good. It feels honest. Yeah. He's, he's not, he's no more or less concerned than most of us are when we see that something irregular happens, something that breaks out, breaks up the, the, the assembly line of existence. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, and then we go to, uh, 4E Electronics and, um, this place, uh, it's a tiny store, the tiny Tiny electronic store for how big of a staff they have. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never thought about that. But this it, is an it, enormous staff. Man, I have walked past hundreds of these stores. It's it's such a perfectly drab job for this for this character to have. It it he again like he's um I, I remember Kevin Smith originally said that one of his early ideas for Clerks Two was that 
ra- rather than working at the the quick stop, Dante and Randall now were in a uh, like office environment because mm-hmm. that felt more honest to what these characters would be doing. And I, I kind of regret that because like, yeah, th- this is like a step down even from Tim Beasley's job. Like Tim working at a comic book store, he's at least around stuff that makes his life like more like fun for him. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, fulfilling for him because he's interested in what he's doing. Yeah. Like he can have conversations at work or, or berate children for, buying jar jar binks toys but like sean cannot give care about anything happening in this right job right exactly which we we sort of uh start to get a feeling for here at the end of the minute um where it really does it, it really does strike you that he is kind of putting on a performance in this moment you know? Oh, right. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, I'm the boss today. Yeah. He doesn't actually care. No. Yeah. He, yeah. he can't even get the. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. I want to get into other minutes. A uh, little bit about the song we hear today. Yeah. It well, is, OK. Uh, so the first one, oh. the the first bit, yeah. we should we should shout out. Oh, the right. Score, of course. Of right? course. Of course. Yeah. The score, um, the, the score being done by uh, Dan Mudford and, and Pete Woodhead, who uh, have done like a few little scores, but not. A lot. Um, this is their basically their only major score, um, which is uh, which 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 sounds like they're bank robbers, but um, that's uh, not how it I was. Their it. only major score, <laughs> right? This is this is Pete Woodhead's only um, only role as a composer, uh, and he's only ever done um, the only other thing that he has a credit for is as a, a model unit assistant on Millions, that movie from the same year. Um, Danny Boyle, yeah. Right, right. So he did that. And then um, Dan Mudford has a lot more credits uh, and has done a little bit more uh, uh, composer work, but mostly for documentaries. And he did um, he has done the uh, the documentaries. Uh, he did uh, Skip to the End, which we talked about. Um, which is very well done. Very well done. The uh, the space documentary. And he did a documentary short um, basically a, f- a featurette on the Shaun of the Dead uh, DVD called When, Sh- when Sean Met George, which is about mm-hmm. uh, George Romero's relationship with uh, Simon and Edgar. Um, and then Which the, I, uh, I, I 100% watched when I rented the DVD for Land of the Dead. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the making of uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World featurette on, uh, on uh, that DVD uh, set. Cool. Um, but so he's in the family. Yeah. To quote right. Fast and Furious. Exactly. Um, you know, it looks like he took Hot Fuzz off because Joe Cornish did the special features on the Hot Fuzz uh, Blu-ray. Um, mm-hmm. But then he came back for Scott Pilgrim and then he didn't do uh, he didn't do the world's end. Um, I guess. Oh, he did do the Hot Fuzz uh, behind the scenes blogs. He's credited as miscellaneous crew as a documentarian on that. Oh, um, fun. I don't know. I don't know why or what, what, why what that end? and not a director. Um, it seems weird, but uh, there you go. So Who are did we do, to judge? He did do Hot Fuzz stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Cornish just directed the uh, the uh, the tour like the, documentary. Oh, the tour footage, yeah, yeah which we, the, we talked about on the very first episode of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so those are that, so it's interesting how you know based on how good the score is for Shaun of the Dead, it is. 
shocking that they never did another score. That's crazy to me. But yeah, it would be an um, um, it would be an interesting conversation to have for sure. Mm-hmm. Just to hear about someone in the industry that like has had has worn multiple hats. Right. Exactly. Um, so what's the uh, what's the song that's playing on the bus? Right. So uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys uh, were familiar with the sound, but that song is uh, Kerncraft 400 by the German electronic artist Zombie Nation. Mm. And uh, it, it's in over in America, uh, the, the chorus, so to speak, has become a, a staple in uh, American sports stadiums. If you've been to a football game or a basketball game or a hockey game in the past, you know, 30 years, uh, you probably heard, and we have to, everyone has to clap and make noise. But uh, yeah, it's German, and uh, it is right to thank the Germans for this song. It has been sta- a staple in pop culture, referenced in the, uh, the game single Red Nation. Uh, it was used in video games. It's the semi-official anthem for Welsh football fans. Uh, during their campaign for uh, back in 2016, and uh, MC Lars sampled it once because I used to listen to MC Lars, but I don't anymore, and that's what's important. And uh, yeah, just uh, is it just in the soundtrack because the group is called Zombie Nation? Hmm. It does fit rights and pegs penchant for for like 90s electronic or 80s 90s electronic music though, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it almost feels, I, I, it almost sure feels that, like a little joke. I, you know what? I, I imagine that Edgar, you know, s- like rummaged through like what, 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 what is, what is around that is called zombie and sure, sort, sort of taking a, taking a little page out of like what John Landis did with American Werewolf in London. Which yeah, is song exactly. Thing. Exactly. So I imagine that he did a little bit of that. Um, and, and, but it looks to me like that's one of the only ones that got in. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's all right. <laughs> it's subtle. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it does. It does fit the moment, which is weird because like it only fits the moment because it's a Edgar Wright movie. It's the kind of thing where like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's actually like a little off putting because um, it's not mm. it's not really. In the in the tone of, of the, the other t- needle drops, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, and it's not in the tone of like what we're watching. So it's like kind of like an ironic use. Although, although that is in in its defense, that's very true to what being on a train. You know, like when I was living in Chicago, there would just be someone listening to like a really loud song on their phone. Mm-hmm. That was just like, well, this is the soundtrack of the train now, I guess, you know? <laughs> right. And it, and it was always like, big girls don't cry or just like something <laughs> random. The last thing I wanted to bring up, uh, because we, we talked about the oneer, and, you know, oneers are, are difficult to execute. So we got to right. give yeah. our first shout out uh, of the film to our director of photography, uh, David M. Dunlap, who uh, did Shaun of the Dead. Um, did a handful of other uh, films that uh, you know I've never I've never heard of. Uh, Julie Johnson, The Calcium Kid, Game Six, and Griffin and Phoenix, and Welcome mm. to Academia. Um, I don't I don't know what any of those things are. But uh, on television, uh, he was the series director of photography on Lipstick Jungle, um, and for the uh, 
uh, a, a, a nice like 39 episodes of Gossip Girl. Oh, uh, hey. Well, yeah. that I've seen his work. Yeah. Uh, and uh, eight episodes of House of Cards. Oh, hey. Yeah. So he's uh, he's done some television um, director of photography uh, that uh, is, you know, pretty impressive. But for the most part, um, he has mostly done uh, camera operation. He did camera operation and assistant camera work through the uh, 80s and 90s. Uh, that's that's a lot of what he did, uh, most notably. He was the uh, camera operator for Goodfellas, uh, specifically the Wonner in Goodfellas into the club. Oh, that's so he's just talking about dropping the mic. Yeah, yeah. So he was the camera operator on that um, in in Goodfellas. So that's, you know, that alone is uh, incredibly impressive. And he has a connection to our uh, our, our previous podcast because he was – uh, the di- the the director of photography and uh, second unit director on Forrest Gump. Oh hey, directed by Bobby Z. Yep, that's it. He has a ton of credits as a as a camera operator. Tons. Yeah, just a just salt of the earth, roughneck veteran of the industry. Yeah, and great stuff. Um, yeah, you know, like there's some bad stuff in here, uh, like you know, Viva Rock Vegas and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, Dracula 2000. Yeah. Um, well, to quote the fictional Stephen Stills, a gig is a gig is a gig is a gig is a gig. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so he's uh, he is a he is a solid solid dude. Um, well, how well we'll raise a pint glass to him today on Thursday's edition of the show. Yes. Maybe uh, that new new tradition. We'll uh, every, anytime we like want to spotlight someone on the cast and crew, we'll raise a glass. Raise yeah. A pint glass. Yeah, so raise everybody raise a glass for for David Dunlap. Do it even if you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> Just do, do the it. thing with your with your hand. Even if uh, it's even if it's a bit too early for you. Uh, <laughs> uh well cool. Are you are you are you are are you good if I'm good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm good if you're good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um oh what? I I do want to point out one interesting thing about David Dunlap. Um yeah, please. He's from Philadelphia. He's not British. I assume what happened was that they wanted a cheap DP. He and and Edgar was like, "Well, who did the Wonder and Goodfellas? Who was the camera operator? Let's get him." <laughs> Just him. Yeah, I, I bet you. I bet you that's exactly what happened. So, anyway, um, all right. Well, uh, well yeah, we hope go. you guys enjoyed the show. And if you did enjoy the show, you can head on over to Movies by Minutes with an S at the end. Dot com and guys, I could go on and on. There's Indiana Jones minute, Star Trek minute, uh, Gutter Balls, which is uh, covering Big Lebowski, uh, the cast next door talking about that movie Boy Next Door. Remember when that guy gave uh, Jennifer Lopez a first edition copy of The Iliad? I'm sure they talk about it. Uh, Lord of the Rings minute is taking a big long nap, but you can listen to the whole first movie right now, hosted by uh, the incredible Cassandra Fredrickson. And uh, his, uh, her, 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 uh, her hobby, Norman, mm-hmm. is her fella, and uh, also a friend of the show. And yeah, just there's tons. There's so many. If you have a favorite movie, there's probably a minute podcast about it. And if there isn't, maybe you should start one. Yeah, maybe what are you, you even do doing with your life? What are you even doing? You're listening to us. You'll be recording your own. Yeah. Be your own hero, man. Put, your, put some skates on. Yeah. Oh, 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 nine. Yeah. Put some skates on. Okay. In the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and I'll wait for all this. 
to blow up.